0: quarters of ramsey solutions broadcasting from the pods moving and storage studios it's the ramsey show where we help people build wealth do work they love and create actual amazing relationships dr john deloney ramsey personality is my co-host today number one best-selling author and host of the dr john deloney show if you've not checked it out it's on all things mental health and relationships and uh quite a lot of stuff going on on this podcast you should check it out it's a lot of fun and it's one of our more popular things we're doing around ramsey networks these days so be sure you do phone number here 888 825 leon is in philadelphia hi leon welcome to the ramsey show
1: hi dave hi john how y'all doing
0: better than we deserve what's up
1: hey i was calling today to see if uh we should allow finances to stop my wedding plans
0: that's a
2: broad question can you tell us more?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my fiance and I have been together for a long time. Um, she's desired to get married uh, more than I have or more more time than I have. Um, it took our return to faith and our my fiance's bravery during the pandemic to really open my eyes to marriage. Um, <clears throat> our opinions diverge in one area, Um and and that's our approach to marriage. I'm more pragmatic with my approach, and she's more idealistic. Um, in preparation to in preparations to get married, I did some math and uh, realized that in getting married, um, some of our expenses will increase significantly. In particular, um, our health coverage. Um, my fiance uh, qualifies for no cost medical insurance right now. Um, through the state, and um, in the event that we do get married, or when we do get married, um, that that expense will increase significantly. Uh, it'll go from about um, one hundred and four dollars a month to about five hundred and ten dollars a month. Uh, my employer-funded uh, health insurance um, to add a spouse, it it, it jumps significantly. So, what's your
0: what's your household income?
1: Um, we're at about sixty-two thousand dollars a year.
0: You're not honestly honestly asking us if your wife is your wife if her becoming your wife's worth forty eight hundred dollars a year.
1: Well, it's it's a little more than that. Um, yeah,
0: it might be forty eight hundred and fourteen dollars. Come on, super nerd, really?
1: <laughs> well, the, the deductibles will also double. Um, You're
0: killing um, me.
1: <laughs> 8, Listen, uh, hey,
0: here's the deal. No, you
2: should not get married. You should not. No. Absolutely not. If okay. you're going to nickel and dime your relationship with this woman that has has suggested she wants to spend the rest of her life with you, even the way you said I came around to marriage because I saw she was brave and um, something else, like I want the hounds of hell holding you back from wanting to be with this person forever, and right. four thousand eight hundred dollars, dude, I've seen guys way make way like making stupid financial moves because they were so head over heels. They were going to marry somebody that I had to say, whoa, whoa, slow down. $4,800 sounds like you are looking for a mathematical reason to not do this is what it sounds like.
1: Um, it isn't. So we have a child together Okay, and, um, we kind of went, went about our, our family a little bit backwards. Um, so we purchased the house. We have a family together and it, it really is our plan to be a single, single income household. Um, with with me working and and she's staying home and helping to raise our son with me. Um, so it's it's not just the I I know that if we pursued um plans in a more traditional way. Leon, uh, how how old are you? 40.
0: Are your mom and dad still married? No. nasty divorce.
1: No. Um I was
0: young. Hurt you though.
1: Um. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely did, and um, I do think it had an impact on my view of marriage. I do too. Um, in terms of you know what. It so you're means you're
0: looking for a way to int- intellectualize a spiritual and emotional decision. Yes. And um, your your the be- J- John's point is the best thing you can do, and it will actually cause the math to work out. There's an odd odd piece of uh irony here but the best thing you can do is go all in it's time to get off the ladder time to stop painting painter get off the ladder it's time to do it dude you have a baby you own a house in every form you're married except in your emotions where you have finally let go of that last little piece of control and that last little hurt little boy named leon from his mom and dad's thing and it, it scared him and it hurt him and that doesn't make you bad it doesn't even make you weak it just makes you a human and it's time to let go of all that and marry this woman and enjoy her and enjoy life together and enjoy a wonderful future and lean into the emotional, relational, spiritual part of that. And then there is actual data that's called the marriage advantage uh, that shows statistically that married couples end up with a higher probability of wealth and net worth and a higher net worth than singles, particularly singles shacked up. And uh, so the data is actually there. The research is actually there to back this up. That's right.
2: And it goes back to uh, you and I were having a conversation earlier um, on another show about um, Sharon's work at home allowed. I mean, whether it's somebody contributing directly cash into the account or whether Mm -hmm. somebody's creating a platform for uh, somebody else to to repel off the side into. um, Man. It it works out that way, it just does.
0: Yeah, you're 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 gonna you're gonna prosper more than the supposed loss that you have identified. Yeah, and mathematically, that's going to end up being true. Um, I can't I can't it, it's it's um, difficult to put actual fa- uh, actual examples in place today, but I do know that the research says that, and I do know that my. 30 plus years of doing this, helping people with money shows that a fully committed couple in a marriage that have shared goals and vision and are both working towards the same thing. And, um, one of them's neither one of them are dead weight. They both are, are, are contributors to the discussion, Mm -hmm. contributors to the dream that there's just a trim. You know, the career is better. The health is better. The, um, obesity is lower Mm -hmm. The uh, blood pressure is lower. The e- everything and all that, all of that, by the way, ends up affecting your dollars and cents too. Absolutely. So th- there's a whole thing there, and then of course, this idea that that you know, two horses pulling together in tandem, w- one plus one equals more than two, and we all know that's called synergy. Yeah,
2: that's right. Um, and if you notice, if you listen back to the call, Dave, I, I, it's an old counselor trick, but. When somebody comes and asks, like, I'm kind of stuck. I don't know if I should do this. I should do this. If you'll just say, well, go ahead and break up. Sometimes they'll exhale. And sometimes they'll come back and be like, I'm not breaking up. And there's your answer. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's a push. It's, it's just an old... Mm -hmm. Then you're not ready to get married. And if the first impulse is, yes, I am, then there. Now you've intellectualized it. You need to get on that track. And if it's, you're right, I don't need to get married, then you've answered your own question.
0: Yeah. But you also have, by asking these questions, Leon, you've identified some things you all have the opportunity to work on some healing in. Absolutely. that'll, uh, That'll release a lot of positive stuff in your relationships and in your money. This is The Ramsey Show.
3: CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your health care provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget.
0: Well, in one month, we're going to have our inaugural event at the Ramsey Event Center. It's a smart conference that is... Got about four tickets left, I think. It's just basically sold out. If you want to come, you can get one. But more importantly, we're going to use that same uh, uh, event center, which is really looking cool. I was up there a while ago. Uh, We're we're excited because this is opening week for us uh, with the thing. But we're going to do a marriage and a money and marriage weekend getaway in Nashville at our event center, October 19th to 21st with uh, Dr. John Deloney and Rachel Cruz. It's It's going to be fun. It's
2: going to be a blast.
0: So uh, communication doesn't always equal connection, and whether you've been married five or 25 years, not uncommon to get complacent in the day-to-day routine. And so, uh, Rachel, and you, you're going to tear into this.
2: That's right. And we're going to talk about um, getting aligned. We're going to talk about intimacy. We're going talk about money, how it all works together. And um, we, I've been hearing all over the country, married couples have become roommates um inadvertently so just trying to deal with covid the pandemic and jobs and moving all that and this is a chance to focus on yourself for the first time in a long time
0: october 19th through the 21st it's an entire weekend the money and marriage getaway weekend in nashville You'll not only get to enjoy our fabulous city, and there is a lot of cool stuff here, but, uh, of course, get to enjoy this entire event. The entire weekend is six ninety nine a couple, three full days of amazing content, food, and all the cool surprises that we've got waiting on you because we know how to do this, and it's a, it's a lot of fun. This is a serious deal. It's a great, great deal. So, listen, only a limited number of tickets, so check it out today, RamseySolutions.com slash events, the Money and Marriage Getaway Weekend October October 19 through 21 next fall in the brand-new Ramsey Event Center. And, again, an entire weekend here in Nashville, and you're going to gonna have a blast. Looking forward to having all of you. All right, up next is Christina in Cincinnati. Hi, Christina. How are you?
3: I'm doing well, Dave. How are you?
0: Better than I deserve. What's up?
3: Uh, so, quick question. I am expecting to be out of Baby Step 3 here in the next few months. Um, and I don't know if I should be in baby step three B or if I should start baby steps four and five. Um, and also if I'm to start the investing baby step, if I use my dad, who's a financial advisor, who is well known in the town, or if I use one of your, uh, smart pros.
0: Okay. How old are you?
3: 26.
0: Okay. Why would you not use your dad?
3: Uh, I've been hard set on following your ways, your baby steps, and doing the Dave way. And
0: He won't go along with that?
3: Mm, he does for the most part. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't like, follow your baby steps. Uh... He, still, he still uses credit cards, but like he pays them off.
0: No, uh... th- th- your financial advisor <laughs> doesn't control your credit cards. Well, right. Your financial advisor handles your Roth IRAs
2: right. Christina, does your dad give you advice on a lot of things that you don't ask him for advice on? No. Why are you, it it seems like the question behind your question is that you don't necessarily want your dad dealing with your money. Is that right or wrong?
3: I don't have an issue with my dad dealing with my money. I've been waiting to go over to his house to have him really like nitpick my budget really. So I don't know. Like I, it's something that I've been contemplating, like, do I go with my dad or do I use one of your smart investors just because, like, I'm very uh, into – If your dad will allow that, you to make so. your own
0: decisions and will do what you tell him to do with your money, you would use your dad. Okay. Unless he's not a person of integrity or you have some kind of a relational violation with him – but if he has control freak issues or if he's got boundary issues and he's going to tell you what you have to do and if you don't do it the way he wants, he's going to use his dad voice, then <laughs> then you would not use your dad. Or if he's going to move yeah, you wow. in
2: funds and just let you know, hey, I went ahead and moved all this for you because I saw something yeah. in the market Then, uh, that, that a trader like a, or a smart investor pro would normally call me and say, hey, I'm thinking
0: about doing this. I, I want to recommend this. What do you think? Um if he yeah. will let you be an adult and make your own decisions okay. and he follows the fine, he makes suggestions and then does what you tell him to do with your money after you've had his teaching and his advice and his suggestions, then that's a healthy, reasonable boundary situation. You have no relational breakdown with him. Otherwise, then I would use your dad. Okay. That's how I would do it, no question about it. If he is, if he's saying, listen, you need to buy this whole life life insurance policy and you say... No, I, I don't use whole life life insurance. And he has a fit and acts like you're 14 years old. Then you don't need to use your dad. Yeah. But uh, but I don't hear that here. I I kind of think we're being tested to see if we send everybody to SmartVector Pros no matter what. <laughs> but um, I don't. I mean, it's it's there's nothing wrong as long as your financial advisor is not confused about who owns the money. Mm-hmm. But I mean, financial advisors. CFP sometimes means certified financial Pharisee. Mm. Sometimes it means certified financial planner and they actually will teach you things. Uh, But some people in that business, they get like a doc syndrome and they're like, I'm God now and you need to listen to me. That's right. uh, Whether it's your dad or not. Right. And so that's why we always tell folks you're looking for someone and while we vet our smart investor pros, you're looking for someone that has the heart of a teacher, not the heart of a salesman or a control freak. Because the first time one of these characters in the financial world or in the legal world tells me what I have to do with my life instead of suggests that here's a wise course of action, then our that we just we're done. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah,
2: and I my my Smart Investor Pro is, is an old friend, and I said, hey, I don't I don't you don't have to do your spiel. I just want you to do I want you to do this, and he said, I don't do that. I teach, and it was a it was a. This is like I'm not going to do business with you if you want me just to run your life. My job is to teach you what's going on with your money, and how, and so I really appreciated the pushback. It was Yeah,
0: good. well, that's because he doesn't do it the other way. That's, that's right. and there there really is only two types of people in the financial world, okay. and that that's the two types. So yeah, I mean it's perfectly fine to do that, but what I often run into is is there's a you know her, like you know dad pouts or something like that, and I'm like we well, didn't follow my advice, you know. And so uh you know or I Or
2: had- they they follow Dave and that somehow is a judgment or an indictment against you dad and I don't
0: ah man you use credit
2: card points I'm not I don't want to deal with I don't I don't want to deal with that
0: that world I'm not going to argue with you about no. it. I'm just going to do what I'm going to do Exactly yeah that that's the thing Hannah's with us in uh, Grand Rapids Mi- Missouri. Grand Rapids Michigan I'm guessing What's up Hannah
4: Hi Dave and John it's great to talk to you both of you
0: You too how can we help
4: <laughs> so I drank the Ramsey Kool-Aid about a month ago and welcome. <laughs> on. welcome. Yeah. And I keep drinking it too. So.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so I am on baby step two, but I actually have a question on baby step one because I have the thousand dollar emergency fund for a little bit. I was trying to continue to save for a house while trying to pay off that. And you know how well that worked out. <laughs>
0: That was before you took so the last I, sip of Kool-Aid. Yeah,
4: yeah that <laughs> was. It was. <laughs> so I ended up having $3,000 in car repairs done this last week, um, which is obviously over the $1,000 emergency fund. And thankfully, I had that house savings, quote unquote, to use for these car repairs. But I'm wondering if you have a more reasonable starter emergency fund while I sit in this Paying off debt phase because man, I can't go through that if I only have a thousand dollars left in there.
0: How many times do you think you're going to have three thousand dollar car repairs?
4: Well, I think we can agree that's statistically
0: highly unusual.
4: That is true, but you know, I have I'm a single person, one income. I, you know, I don't live with roommates. I have two dogs that are very expensive. If they ever go to the vet for an emergency situation, what do you make? So I pre-tax sixty-two-five.
0: And how much debt do you have?
4: About eighty-two hundred in student loans. My last one.
0: Your thousand-dollar emergency fund is not supposed to be reasonable. I want it to burn it's supposed to be unreasonable it's supposed to be like i'm a little scared so i'm going to get my butt in gear and pay off eighty two hundred dollars really 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 fast let's have a garage sale this weekend let's take three jobs i want this done in two or three months and then build up your emergency fund to what it should be yes it should but, be uncomfortable yeah, it should be unreasonable to you that you're sitting in debt that's what's unreasonable Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey, personality, number one, best-selling author, host of the Dr. John Deloney Show, is my co-host today. The phone number is 888 825 Our new sponsor for our question of the day, we are so proud to have Neighborly, your hub for home services, sponsoring our question of the day. The question is brought to you by Neighborly. When something in your home breaks, Neighborly is the name to remember. And with a Neighborly done right promise, you'll get great service from their network of local home service providers. People like Mr. Reuter, Mr. Electric, Molly Maid, these are names you've heard of. They're all part of the Neighborly Hub. So be sure and check them out at Neighborly.com today.
2: All right, today's question comes from Daniel in the Ramsey Baby Steps community. Daniel writes, I have a problem I'm hoping you can help. My wife is not on board with doing the baby steps. In her head, it's basically your debt, not mine. I've tried talking to her, but she always ends up getting mad and not wanting to talk about budgeting or financial goals. At times, it feels best if we parted ways, and I am alone on this journey. Yikes, man. You already are. Yeah, exactly. Um, You're alone, and you're dragging somebody along with you. Uh, Dave, any time... This conversation needs to be happened way ahead of way way before budgeting or financial goals. Are, this
0: is not a baby steps or financial no, problem. This is a broken marriage. Yeah. Exactly. This is um,
2: somebody who's either because of childhood stuff or because of recent stuff or because of the way Daniel's does communication, she has created her own little universe inside this marriage, inside this house, and does not want anybody coming in or out of those walls. And that's the conversation that needs to happen.
0: Yeah. But it's not like I'm getting a divorce because of the baby steps. No, um, you know, your if your marriage ends, it's because you refuse to work together on anything. I mean, yeah. I, I'm sure baby steps isn't the only thing. No, it's just the latest place it has shown up. Right. That. Um. And, and Daniel, the way you are describing your wife is, um you describe her, you describe your wife as belligerent, um, and immature. And, um, which tells me that there's a level of contempt for her. And, uh, as, uh, Les Parrott talks about in his marriage stuff, and he's quoting Gottman, the, uh, four horsemen of the apocalypse, uh, it, one of the four things you cannot recover from in a relationship is contempt. Right. And, uh, you, you know, when your wife pops into your head, you kind of have an eye roll, mm-hmm. like you've lost all respect for her, the way you're describing her. And then you walk into the room and she feels that
2: and mm-hmm. every defense mechanism she has spins up. And then you get in this weird dance where she's defending herself against you and you're defending yourself against her. Crazy cycle. Right. And that's like, I, I will often say, somebody has to be the adult, stop the music, stop the dancing, turn the lights on and say, what are we doing? We are choosing misery at this point. Let's mm-hmm. let's choose something different. Are you in? Right. Yeah. And uh, sometimes like man, I found myself like Daniel getting frustrated over time with the way my wife was responding to things until I realized, oh, she's responding to me. The way I talk, the way I communicate, the way I announce what we're going to do instead of sitting down and coming to the table. And I've also run across people who get dragged around by their wives. And So, I mean, who knows what the actual root here is, but they need to sit down and be adults and say, what are we doing?
0: Yeah, I think you're way overdue to sit with a marriage counselor. Yeah. Way overdue. And, um, you need to sit down with them. Um, but, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to venture and say, I'm, I, we don't know any details except what is said here that this is a, uh, a young marriage, uh, with young people and, um, could be old people that are just doing dumb young things. But, um, but that, that's, uh, I, I'm going to put it on you, Daniel. You said, I've tried talking to her. But she always – ends. I think that tells me that you've tried talking at her. Right, like a parent to a child. Yeah. Like, this is what we need to do, and we're going to sell your car.
2: <laughs> here's yet another scheme I've got for us. Yeah,
0: here, here's something else. We're going we're to do this. And instead of saying, all right, I'm worried, I'm scared about money, and I'm scared about our relationship if we don't get on the same page about what our dreams are and what our future is going to look like if we don't start dreaming together again and then discussing how to get there. This stuff around baby steps and budgeting and financial goals and all that has woken that up inside of me that I want us to have a shared vision, shared goals, shared fears, and we don't have that and it's worrying me. What have we got to do to get that going? And that is that is an honest question coming from a coming from your need and if that gets her angry now you got real problems right right but that probably is i think the reason she's angry she's tired of being talked at right and uh yeah there's something that different
2: between i'm scared versus here's how you're you're gonna budget those are two different conversations
0: i'm putting you on a budget (laughs) yeah yeah that'll fly those are. That should be filed under things to never say to your wife. Yeah, lead w- weight, Blunja. Yeah, that's just not going. That one's not going anywhere. Nope, so, nope, yeah. Nope. So if if some simple things like that, Daniel, like reapproaching this and going, look, I'm sorry, I came at this wrong, but it's scaring me and it's a big deal to me that we learn to work together on this. And you getting mad and stomping off in the other room, I can't deal with it. It's freaking me out. And so, what can we do to where we can sit down and talk about our future and how we can win together on? life and it does show up in our checkbook um and if, if she says screw you then you know you may you know you then you really have to sit down with the marriage counselor but it may just be on how to end the marriage right because it may admit that it already ended um but that's the thing so mm-hmm. yeah you, you're pretty much going it alone right now son so i think you got to make some moves to fix that one way or the other either you get her to the table or you get her to a marriage counseling table or if she won't go you go without her Go talk to the marriage counselor and let them t- teach you how to talk.
2: Yeah, and and uh, before we move on from this, Dave, this, well, I think this is important to call out. He writes here at the end, at times it feels it feels best if we parted ways. I always think about carrying a whole bunch of groceries up, and I'm a guy that likes to carry all the groceries at the same, just make one trip, and I've got 14 bags on one arm and something on my head and something on my other arms. And it I always overload myself. It always gets too heavy, and I always think I need to set all this stuff down. And if I just set the groceries down, it's gonna feel it's gonna feel good for a minute, and then I'm gonna have wasted all these groceries. We're gonna have no food upstairs. I'm gonna have two loud kids who are hollering at me. Sometimes, what feels best right this second is not the solution long term for your relationship. You gotta take the hard path. You gotta do hard stuff and sit down and have uncomfortable conversations if you're gonna to get to
0: a place of peace on the other end. Craig Rochelle, Pastor Craig's new mm-hmm. book, he talks about one of the things that causes people to have positive change in their life is when they choose the right hard Mm, or the hard, right? The hard, right? The hard thing. That's the right thing. Yeah. Choose the hard, right? The thing and and, um, choose the hard thing. That's the right thing. And that's what you're talking about here. And it's choose to push through this, choose to get to the bottom of it, choose to own your part of it and apologize repeatedly and choose to move Okay, what is going to get us to the place we really want to be when we're 85 years old? Emily is with us. Emily is in Illinois, Champaign to be precise. Hi, Emily. How are you?
5: Hi. How are you guys?
0: We're great. We're right up against the clock. Go for it.
5: Okay, I wrote this down to keep it quick. So I am a certified financial coach for a local credit union, and my husband let his life insurance lapse. So it's been two months and it doesn't matter what I say, he won't get life insurance.
0: How come a certified financial coach is not doing a budget with your husband where you knew that it wasn't being paid?
5: So it comes out annually and this is our, we've only been married for nine months. So this is our first go around with Hmm. that. And I was like, Hey, you need to check that. It hasn't come out of the account that was supposed to come out. Can you check that? Uh, and he was like, no, I think it's lumped in with yours. And I'm like, that's not how that works. Hmm. Um, and this has been the last two months.
0: So why does he not want to take care of you with his life insurance?
5: I don't know.
0: Well, I think that's the issue. That's what I'd get to the bottom of.
2: Yeah, I think it, that conversation sits down and you look across the table from him and say, I'm terrified
0: and scared to death of what happens to me when you die. Will you yeah. please help me here? Yeah, that's what that's for take care of you it's not for him he doesn't need the life insurance you do if you're the beneficiary that is this is the ramsey show thanks for joining us america open phones at 888-825-5225 greg is next in oklahoma city hi greg welcome to the ramsey show hi dave thanks for taking my call sure Um,
6: um let me start out. I'm 61, Dave, um, and my dad passed, and he left the kids, each one of us, some money. Okay, I have fifty thousand dollars, Dave. Um, I don't. I'm late to the game, um, so, and I lost a lot in that divorce. But my savings is twenty thousand. My 401k is seventy thousand. My emergency fund is ten thousand. My house is. Uh, I have a balance of eighty five thousand. So, um, do I go towards the paid the house down, or do I need to invest that money, Dave and John?
0: What do you make, Greg? Fifty. Fifty. Okay. Well, yes, here sir. here's our goal. Okay, the two things okay. that will give you stability in your later years. Okay, is a paid for house. And a nest egg. Mm-hmm. So we need both. And as All you right. said, you're late to the game. You're, you're running behind on both of them. The, right. good, the good news is you didn't have an $850,000 mortgage. You got an $85,000 mortgage. So that's really good news. And you got a little, and you don't have a bunch of debt. I hear no other debt other right. than the house. R- right. Okay. Yes, sir. Good. Good. All right. So what I would do is pay it on the house with the idea that I'm going to get the house paid off v- the rest of the way very very soon, lean mm-hmm. in on that, and while you're doing that, let's get that 401k jacked up and get it going. You got to throw money at it. So I got two big goals: massively mm-hmm. fund the f- 401k and knock out that final thirty five thousand, so that when you get to sixty five or seventy, you've got two or three four hundred thousand dollars in your 401k and a paid for house. That'll set you up. But you've okay. got you're gonna have to do all of it because mm-hmm. you're you, you got some catching up to do you're gonna have to lean in not nothing to right. panic about it's very doable but um you need to save all you can into your 401k and clear the rest of that house um, with great urgency uh you know because you basically got four or five six seven years to finish this deal up because yeah. if you can go into retirement with enough of a nest egg that you can live off of the income and have no debt at all, including mm-hmm. your house, that's a very stable, you know, anxiety free retirement. Right. Okay, right. How far how long
2: can you do your job? Is it a manual labor job? You got a couple years left, or can you do this for the next yeah. eight, nine years?
6: Eight hey, I can go my goal was eight, but I'll just go part time at
0: eight just to keep busy and get still have some money. And what do you do? Uh, Parts specialist. Okay. All right. That's cool. And and you know what I would do probably if I were you? I I like the idea of getting a head start and kind of getting this kicked off. So I probably would say I'm going to commit to 24 months of um, unreasonable work and just, you know, go see if you can double your income for 24 months by kicking some side hustle in the teeth. I don't want you to do that forever, yeah. and you've worked hard. Mm-hmm. But I would like to get to where I'm a, you know, because that right there would clear the house, and you could load that four hundred one k full. You see what I'm doing? And if mm-hmm. you're, you said you're sixty. So if you're sixty two and you got a paid for house, and now we've got one hundred and forty thousand in your four hundred one k heading towards three four hundred, I feel really good about your situation. Then don't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was and, afraid you're
6: gonna go you're gonna say that. Yeah. About it, but you're right, you're right. I'm, I'm late negative. You know, my it, I, I would
0: rather you do it now and get all yeah. of that oomph going, get that momentum going, get the rock rolling down the hill, than have to do it at seventy.
2: Or can we can we can right. we do an uncomfortable exercise real quick, Greg? Yeah, that, yeah. And this no, is for the benefit of the listeners. Imagine yourself the next 24 months working really hard. You're driving Uber in the morning. You're driving Uber in the evening. After you get off of work, you're tired. You're going home. Your 60 year old joints ache. You've got that. And also imagine at 70, you're sitting in your house and you pick up your landline and you call your brother and you've got to ask him for some money.
0: It's either or. Do you see how it's either or here? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And one of these is going to yeah. leave you with dignity, with your head held high. With I, I, I went out on my shield. I, I'm, I, I put the my pedal to the metal. And the other one is, yeah. can you come rescue
0: me? Because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have the courage to go make it and happen. And we're doing this with a sense of urgency towards ambition and succeeding and prospering, not a sense of desperation. Right. Because you'll get desperate after a while if you don't do it now with that sense. Then it, it'll that the emotional turn on it, and it'll feel. Like, terror is driving this.
2: And I I think, if I think back to the last 30 years of you asking Congress nicely and increasingly with louder and louder volume, we're going to deal with this at some point. We can deal with this intentionally, or we can deal with it when it drops on our head. We're going to deal with it.
0: Exactly. Aaron is in Rochester, Minnesota. Hi, Aaron. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
1: Hi. It's good to be on here.
0: Good to have you. How can we help? Hey,
1: I'm a 30-year-old pastor. I'm married and I have two kids. And we're on baby step three B with four and five also being worked on. And I've been going through your financial peace, university for pastors. And I really appreciate that. Oh, good. Um, yeah, we live in a Parsons though, and a small house immediately behind us will be coming up for sale in the next couple of years. And we were wondering if we should buy it and rent it out for additional income because we'd like to buy a house in the country, but we feel like we should have a little bit bigger
0: income before we take that step. So you're buying a rental property to hedge against the fact that someday you're gonna walk out of a parsonage and you want to have participated in the real estate world. Exactly. Okay. Are you gonna pay cash for it? No. We would have to get a loan on it. What denomination do you like serve in? Baptist. Okay. Is it fair am I accurate? My perception is, and I work with fifty thousand churches over the past um. 30 years, my perception is that parsonage with a Baptist church is fairly unusual.
1: Um, it kind of depends on where you're at. It's becoming more unusual, which is kind of nice for the pastors anyway. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, because you can, you can do uh, housing allowance. You can do all kinds of things that in the pastor world from a tax perspective, and uh, how you receive your pay if you don't have a parsonage, and I just don't know that many Baptist churches have one anymore. I, I see a, I see a parsonage a lot more often with uh, old school Presbyterian or Methodist than I do with Baptist, by the way, just as an aside. Yeah. but um yeah, yeah, so it's much more common there because again, Methodists, they'll turn over a pastor and move them around more than Baptist does. Baptist are there until they run you off. and so um, yeah. or vice versa, you run them off. but um, are you but you're not senior pastor or you you said you said youth pastor? No, I'm a senior pastor. You are a senior. Yeah, I've been here for nine years. Okay, so So you're going to be there a while probably. Okay, all right. Hey, that's why I was trying to think through that in general is are you really going to be in that situation the whole time? And you may be. You may be. Right, Um, right. I'm going to move. Yeah, I mean, if you want to do that and and say that's my house in a way uh, because that gets you participating in the real estate market, you've got to do some kind of an investment plan long term that we call your house fund yeah we call when the parsonage ends what am i going to move into fund Um, yeah it's not got
1: eight thousand saved up for that right now yeah and
0: and if you throw that at that house if you throw that at that house and you keep building it up between now and the time you purchase that house and then get that house paid off even if that's not the house you move into that is an investment that we can liquidate to be your fund For buying your home when the parsonage ends, so I'm I'm okay going that. Yeah, I probably would do that. Cool. Yeah.
1: All right. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah. But the the idea you're the good news is you're being very intentional on the whole idea of housing after the parsonage, and a lot of pastors, a lot of missionaries we work with have not made plans for how they're going to live in retirement. Where because you got to have a physical location to live in. Yeah. And you've been living in someone else's housing for decades in some cases so you really 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 have to plan for how this is going to end well or it doesn't so good for you aaron uh, pastors out there we are having free pastors classes for financial peace university check it out at ramseysolutions.com.